Hey everyone, and welcome to Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and here at Scratching the Surface, we are all about just diving into to everything business, life, lessons. You know, I, I'm a small business owner. More than likely, if you're listening to this, you're probably a small business owner. You might be a homeowner. You might just like business. You might just like talking about certain things. You know, we nerd, we nerd out about plant stuff, nerd out about business, life, things like that. And today, we are going to scratch the surface on knowing your worth. And this is something that I think we all should just look internally and really analyze what our time is worth, what we are worth, what our education is worth, what our equipment's worth, what our technician's time's worth. We need to know. Um, and we need to value that and hold the line. Um, you know, I know Keith Kalfas, he had one hell of a presentation at Launchpreneur Academy, and his main speech was about knowing your worth. And I was there to watch that live, and it was a very moving um, speech. You know, he that was super motivating. And Keith knows more than anyone that you need to know your worth. But I wanted to talk about knowing your worth because I recently had um, a client of mine. This is a, an interesting situation. And without getting into too many details and, and relaying too much information, um, it was a client that I was referred to by someone and, you know, I was, re I was referred to them to inspect the shrub for insects and disease and how to fix the shrub. And when I got there, you know, I, I looked at this thing and it's like, you know, this thing's so infested with scale and it's, it's just, it's in a rough shape. It had scale, it had black sooty mold, it was planted too deep, it was planted in terrible soil. You know, I just, I told them, you know, save your money, go buy a new shrub, don't invest in treating this one, it'll just be an uphill battle, right? I turned down the work, first and foremost, up front. You know, to me, it was, it was the right thing to do, you know, from a environmental aspect, from looking at their wallet, their aspect. It was just the right thing to do to just say, you know what? No, you're better off doing this. I was looking out for him, you know, so another person out there was said, yeah, I can treat it. And they do the insect treatment and take their money and run. And then they continuously have uphill battles and issues. And that's just, that's not me. That's not how I roll. I'd rather, I'd rather turn down the money and the client or you, if you're out there, if you're a future client, you know, I'd rather turn down the money and be upfront and be honest, because I feel like that's going to lead to more referrals than, you know, being shady and just taking your money. That's how I honestly feel. And I hope that majority of you out there feel the same way that you'd rather look out for your client, you know, turn down the little bit of work that you might have. And hopefully it results in a lot more referrals, which result in a lot more work, which results in a lot more referrals. And it's the spiral, right? But while I was there, because I do charge a uh, property inspection fee, I told them, it's like, well, let me just walk around the property and, and tell you what I see. You know, it's, it's not going to hurt me, right? I turned down the works, but I might as well provide as much value as I can while I'm here. You know, I might as well, right? So we started walking around the property. I noticed some trees were planted too deeply, explained that to them. You know, we talked about the pricing for that and, you know, they kind of determined that that was... Um, you know, it was more expensive to fix the issues 
than the actual trees cost installed themselves, which I thought was kind of crazy. But, you know, you got to fix someone's issues. So they're letting that one ride. And then uh, I walked around the property and I found some poison sumac. Okay. Um, that was, you know, poison sumac is not a very common thing to run across. It only grows in wetlands, bogs, and swamps. I've very, very rarely seen it grow on non-swampy uh, surfaces. I think maybe two times. And I think why I saw those growing where they were growing was because of fill dirt that somebody brought from a peat bog or a peat swamp. And somehow the situations were perfect for the poison sumac to grow. But super rare. Anyway, they had quite a bit of it. And it was along the edge of their property. It was overhanging into the grass. So if kids were running around or if a guy was mowing a lawn or anything like that, you know, they had, they could have, um, you know, gotten it. And poison sumac is super brutal. It is not poison ivy. They're in the same family. They both have arushiol, but the arushiol and poison sumac is a million times worse than poison ivy. It will mess you up. And it's very different from poison ivy. Poison ivy is, you know, you cut a vine and it takes a few minutes for that oil to start oozing out of that vine. It's still there, but like visually seeing the oil oozing out like sap in a pine tree, it takes some time for it to start oozing out. It's thicker. When you cut a poison sumac tree, it is instantaneously there beating up. It's a thinner oil and it can penetrate clothing. And it can bind itself to fibers within clothing. And it's terrifying, to be honest with you, because I've seen what it can do. I've seen pictures. You know, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw a picture that I shared the other day and you saw this thing. And we're like, oh, my God. Right. Like people asked me, it was like, was that you? And it's like, no, that wasn't me. And that was a picture from the Internet. But that's what this thing can do. And interestingly enough, OK, um, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I put a poll on Instagram and we'll get to that. Okay. But I, I gave them a quote on removing the poison sumac. And I did that in the fall of last year. And I never heard from them. Um, you know, which is always a shame. You're thinking, okay, what did I do? Did I bid it wrong? Was it not worth it? Things like that. And then I reached out this spring. I was calling back people to see if they wanted to get on the schedule. And they said, yeah, we were actually thinking about you and we do want to move forward with that. Awesome. I'm all about that. Let's get you on the schedule. And so get them on the schedule. And poison sumac, another trait about it is that it leafs out really, really late. Um, it's very late. It's one of the last things to leaf out. And so I'm, I'm, you know, waiting, waiting, waiting. I keep getting pushed to like go out there and, and get it done. But it's so difficult to identify, even for me. You know, I consider myself a tree expert. Um, I consider myself a, a plant identification expert. I don't know every single plant, but I know a lot of plants and it is very difficult to identify. And so I, he, I, I kept receiving pictures. I said, no, we got to wait a little bit longer. A few weeks went by new, some new pictures and there's a lot more foliage there. And so I said, well, let me go out there and take a look. If I feel like I can identify it, I'll get started. Right. And so I went out there and I felt like I could identify it pretty well. Because so much other stuff had foliage, the stuff that didn't was pretty easy to say that more than likely that's poison sumac, right? You kind of, you use its traits, even though you can't identify it via the leaf, 
you use its traits of leafing out late to determine that it's poison sumac. So it was, it was like, okay, I don't necessarily need leaves. I just need to see everything else leafing out and that's not leafing out. Anyway, back to this. Okay. So I quoted this job last fall at $1,895. <clears throat> I typically aim to charge $200 per poison sumac tree. And there's a reason because even if it takes me all of 10 minutes to cut down this tree and place it in the woods or in the swamp safely in an area where you know it's going to be and you know, you know you need to avoid, I don't care if it takes me 10 minutes. This stuff is dangerous. I got to put on a Tyvek suit and you know my tools are covered in it. I'm worried about coming into contact with it. You're walking through woods. You're walking through swamps. You can easily fall. I mean, there's a lot of risk involved. And if I, I'm allergic to poison ivy and poison sumac, so if I get hit by it, I mean, I'm, I'm out for probably a couple weeks and a couple weeks in my season could make or break us. Like that's a huge amount of cash flow to lose. So I price it based on the risk. I price it based on the risk that I'm eliminating for the client and I'm pricing it based on the education and skill level it takes to handle it. And I felt like it was fair, right? I quoted it at $1,895. I think there was about 15 trees. So I actually underquoted it based on my, you know, my base of $200 a tree, which I might do that in the future. Just be like, it's $200 a tree. How many ever trees we cut, that's what the price is. But that's hard, right? You get into the swamp and you get into a different angle of things and you might notice new trees. And so it's very, very difficult to, to say that. I'd rather give somebody a price up front and that way they know. Anywho, they approved it, right? I called them back. They approved it. Super cool. Awesome. Let's get it done. Let's keep your family safe. Let's keep your kids safe. Let's let's do it. And I get there. I do the job. And I leave. And when I go to leave, I got a text. And it was a text saying, you know, two hours of work for $1,895. Like, I expected way more work than that. And, like, I was taken back, like, what, why does it matter how much time it took? You were okay with the price, but then you weren't okay with the time. Like I was really taken back and, you know, thinking of it from like the client perspective, like, yeah, that's a lot of money really fast, but you know, I, they were okay with it. That's why they approved it. If they weren't okay with it, then they wouldn't have approved it. So I was caught in this like weird dichotomy of thinking like as the client and then thinking as the business owner and going back to the title of this episode knowing your worth okay i did not feel as if i did anything wrong or that i priced anything incorrectly i felt like if anything i underpriced it but still if you're thinking if you're out there you know 1895 dollars in two hours is pretty good money you know no matter what business you're in i think Unless you're like an airline. If you're an airline and you're Delta, you're like, man, that's peanuts. Like that's not, that doesn't even pay for a gallon of gas for an uh, airplane. But, you know, as a small business owner in the green industry, that's really good man hour rates. So, you know, I, I responded to that and it was like, well, it took, he, he said it took me an hour. That's what the text was. And I said, well, it took me two hours plus the two hours to drive down here. And I said, and we haven't even discussed this yet, but I'm also coming down here to verify the work in a couple weeks when I can identify stuff a little bit better. That wasn't in the original scope of work, but that's what I'm going to include in this because I want to know that I've kept you guys safe. 
I think it was like this back and forth thing, right? And I didn't back down. I didn't back down from my price. I didn't back down from the value. You know, it wasn't the price that they were upset about. It was the time, the man hour rate, so to say. And if any of you guys saw my Instagram last week, you saw a picture that I posted about a major poison ivy, poison sumac rash that this guy had. This guy had blisters on his arms the size of softballs. Like he was messed up, whoever this person was. He had permanent scarring the rest of his life, no doubt. Was probably hospitalized. Probably he had to worry about infections from the blisters. He had to be on a lot of antibiotics. He had to apply ointments. He was miserable for months. I sent that picture to the client. I said, this is why you paid me. And this is why you paid me what you paid me. Because this is what can happen. And I think it was a lack of like understanding the value because I don't think this client ever caught poison ivy or poison sumac. They never experienced how bad it can be. You know, if anything, we got there at the right time to prevent that from happening. Because if that would have stayed there, it's pretty likely that eventually they would have gotten poison sumac and they would have been messed up and somebody would have went to the hospital. And that's not what I want. I want people to be safe in their yards. We should all be safe in our yards. And it was it was hard to like hear this. It's like, but I, I, I had to stop and I had to realize it's like this, they don't know. They don't know what this could be. And once I sent that picture, the tone changed. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I realize this has some more value than I originally anticipated because I've never seen something like that. And so, you know, I just know your worth out there. Okay. Like for real, know it, know what you do has value. Know what you do frees people up from doing that specific task so they can go do something else. You know, whether you're a server or whether you're a line cook or whether you're mowing lawns or whether you're installing mulch, if you're killing poison sumac or if you're cutting down trees, you are providing a service that is valuable to people in some way, shape, or form. And it's because of that value that people pay you and people refer you. People refer you because you provided so much value. They know you, they like you, they trust you, and you did good work and you treated them well. That's why you get referrals. It's just, it was hard. It was hard for somebody not to see the value. And I felt like I had to justify the value, which is weird. I, I, I own it because I didn't clearly provide the expectations that I should have, right? That's on me. I should have said, this will take me a couple of hours, two, three hours, something like that. But at the same time, I didn't know. I didn't know how long it was going to take me. I really don't know. Because you have to move so slow and so precise and you have to be so conscious in the moment when you're handling something like that. It's the same thing if you're like a cobra tamer or you're like playing the flute to a cobra and it's just following the flute. Like you have to be so conscious of what that snake is doing. You have to be so conscious of this poisonous tree that you're handling and you have to be conscious of your steps, where you're going. Are you stepping in muck? Are you going to fall? Where would you fall if you had to fall? What would you do? Like there's all these things that run through your head and you have to be there present in the moment when you're doing this stuff. And it's difficult because if you guys are out there, if you're business owners, you know, you're not always like present 
right? You're thinking about other things. I'm thinking about my wife. I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about my mom. I'm thinking about life at home. I'm thinking about bills. I'm thinking about growing the business. You have all these things on your mind. But in order to do this, you have to set all that aside. You can't take phone calls. You can't add other jobs to the schedule. You have to be so present. It's not even funny. And so just know out there, know your worth. Okay. Don't back down. Don't back down. If somebody questions your price after the fact that you did it, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you have to give them a discount. It is what it is. You agreed to this. This is what it is. Right. I don't think that's too, I don't think that's too much to ask all of us to do out there is to know our worth and know our value and to not back down. I, I don't, you know, somebody, you know, if, if I have clients that, you know, they say, hey, can I pay you this much to get it done? It's like, this isn't a bartering game. This is what it is. You know, if you walk into a store, you don't barter to buy a pop. You don't say, oh, it's, you know, three bucks to buy a Coke. Oh, I'll give you a dollar fifty. You don't do that. You just pay it. You don't do that with gasoline. You don't do that when you go to a restaurant. You don't do that when you go to buy a new car. A new car, not a used car. Used car, you can kind of haggle. But a new car, probably not. But that's because the price is the price. And that's what you have to pay. It's, I don't understand why there's like a bartering system going back and forth amongst service businesses or small businesses. I don't understand that. And I have a friend, he, he's in sales and in-home sales and he's constantly like, you know, doing ups, not upsells, but he's like inflating prices to decrease prices, to decrease prices more, to get them down to a certain price. And it's like, why, why do that? Like, why isn't the price the price? But it's a sales position. And so he makes commission. And so he wants to position himself to get a higher commission by adjusting prices. And I don't, I don't think it's wrong to do that, but it's just not how I am. It's like the price is the price. We have a base price. We have a minimum price to do anything. I had a call today. You know, I was on my way home and I had a call today with this gentleman. He, he asked me if I serviced his area. And I said, where's that? He said, it's about two hours away from you. Two hours. All you guys out there mowing lawns, doing landscaping, there's no way in hell that you would take a client on two hours away, right? Well, I would if they were willing to pay. And I think the same thing should be said about you. If a client is willing to pay, then yeah, they're worth it. They're worth it for you to make that drive. But it's got to be worth it, right? In my business, when somebody is a long distance away, it is $200 an hour for someone to drive out there, there and back. That's what it is. I, It has to be because that's a roughly plus or minus what we would be making if we were in the field locally. I try and aim for $278 a man hour if somebody's doing poison ivy work. I try and aim for $270 a man hour if someone is doing mosquitoes. Now that can vary. It can go anywhere from you know $140 an hour all the way up to $270. Depends how dense the route is and how big the properties are. But that's what we aim for. And we have to get that in order to remain profitable. Because let's be honest, if I drive out to your property two hours there, two hours back, 
half the day is just in driving. Like, do you want me to just lose a half a day and not be profitable and not serve other people? No, nobody can do that. And so I just immediately, when he tells me it's two hours away, I say, what's your budget for this? Do you even have a budget? And he said, no, we don't. We don't have a budget. We have no idea what this costs. I said, okay. And so I explained this to him that we can do it, but we charge $200 an hour minimum to drive out there. He said, okay, $200, you know, out here and back. And I said, no, $200 an hour. So you're talking four hours. That's $800 just for us to show up to your property, just to show up. Plus the inspection, we still got to charge the inspection. And so he's like, wow, that's expensive. It's like, well, not really. Not really. If I can do five or six jobs, well, I'll just call it four jobs. If I can do a job an hour, okay, at $600 a job, that's $2,400. I'm giving that person a huge discount to serve them, but they don't realize it because they don't know what this price is because no one else does this. Very few people do this. And I'm going on a rant, right? But I really want you to understand to know your worth. I have no problem telling someone that we charge $200 an hour to drive out to their property if they're beyond an hour away. No problem whatsoever. The first time I did it, I just, I didn't care. It's like, okay, it's $200 an hour for me to drive out there. You're three and a half hours away one way. That's seven hours in drive time. So yeah, I would like to bring in $1,400 for my time because I would have made that and then some if I stayed locally. And the person said, okay. So it was the drive time plus the work. Okay, I will go serve you. Absolutely. When do you want to do it? We need to time this. Okay, we need good weather. We need all the stars to align. We need it. When do you want to do it? Let's have a day and let's have a backup day just in case. And so that's what we did. And I drove out there three and a half hours one way, got there, stretched my legs out, did poison ivy work, did tree injection work, drove home. It was like a $3,000 day. But it was worth it to that client. They understood. They understood that we had to recuperate our money. They understood that we were a serious business and that we couldn't just drive out there for free. It's not the same to operate if you're operating locally as it is far away, but you can recuperate your man hour rate. What's it cost to drive an hour away? Gas and, and some guy's time. If you're paying a guy $20 an hour with taxes and everything that goes along with that, you're talking, okay, $30 an hour plus gas, plus recuperating your trucks and potentially lost wages, you know, you're talking, it's a hundred dollars an hour. And that's at a, like a, a bare minimum, right? So really a $200 an hour, you might be making a hundred dollars an hour. You might be, but you know, I don't know. You're also losing out on the possibility of getting a bunch of work locally. What if you start to get calls from people out that way? And now they all want you to come out there. Or you're, you're not getting calls locally because you're not driving around advertising in your truck. You know, you have to know your worth and you have to recuperate it. Like I said, I have no issue telling someone it is $200 an hour for me to drive to your property. And if you, if that, if that, if you're, if that, if it's worth it to you, you'd be willing to pay it. And if not, no big deal. You know? 
There's not too many out there that do this. You might find somebody who doesn't charge that. To be honest, I don't know how they're a profitable business if they don't charge that. They're not recuperating their overhead or their cost. They're just doing it to keep people busy. They're losing money on it. If I charge the same price to drive out there, I, I'm not making any money. I'm paying to go do the job. Like there's no way. So a couple of instances, right? Where somebody didn't value the time or the skill level or the risk or the reduction of risk. And then somebody who valued somebody willing to take care of their problem and reduce the risk. Speaking of, I got to call that client. That's three and a half hours away. They might want me to do maintenance this year. Beautiful property on Lake Michigan. Love going out there. I hope they have me out there again this year. But it's, uh, you know, just think about it, guys. Guys and gals, all you out there, take pride in what you do. Take pride in being a professional. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your guys. Stand up for your workers, your team. Stand up for your prices. Don't back down. You know, people start to back down on their prices if the phone stops ringing. That's what they do. Rather than investing in marketing more to get more leads, to get more jobs, they start backing down their prices out of fear. Don't be afraid. Hold the line. Okay, just throw more money into marketing. Get more leads coming in. That's what you got to do, right? Our phone is slower right now than normal, I think. Um, the last little like five minutes of this podcast, just being brutally you know, truthful. Our phone is slower this year, right now, at this current time. We're getting steady calls, a couple calls here, a couple calls there, but nothing like what the last couple years were. The last couple years, we were getting hammered with phone calls, but that could also be weather dependent. That could also be people, you know, they haven't been working in the yard because of weather, so we're not getting phone calls. Typically, after Memorial Day, we start to really rage because people start to run into poison ivy because they're working in the yard during a holiday weekend. So if we have a really nice Memorial Day weekend, people work in their yards, our phone starts to blow up. We'll see if that stays true, but it should. And so we will see, you know. I had to get a sip of coffee. This is uh, going on hour 14 today of work. So I got to stay alive, you know, 1030 at night drinking coffee. Whew. Well, I hope you got some value out of that. I hope it motivated you. I hope it, you know, we scratched the surface on knowing your worth why to know your worth. And I hope it really helps you. I hope it gives you the confidence to say, this is the price and it's worth it. Because that's what it should be. It absolutely should be. So I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. Um, if you guys out there, if you're in landscaping, lawn care, maybe you're just getting into business, maybe you're a pesticide applicator out there. If you want to get into the poison ivy remediation you know, industry, so to say, you can go to poisonivy-academy.com forward slash webinar. And it is an auto webinar where I go and I explain the numbers. And I also explain in a brief detail of what you need to start doing this. Um, I also have a course and the course has two options. You can pay and have lifetime access or you can pay per month and be in it. You know, right now, because we're starting our season, we're going to start adding a lot of content on how to bid jobs, what we're doing, how we're doing it, things like that but it's going to open your eyes to what kind of revenues out there and what else you can be doing. And I highly recommend that 
if this is something that interests you, maybe you don't want to be the lawn guy anymore. Maybe you don't want to be a landscaper anymore. Maybe you have a desire to be, you know, somebody with a higher skill set and a higher man hour rate. This is something that you can do that. Absolutely. You can get $200 a man hour doing this. Easy. So if that's something you're interested in, check out the show notes down below. And, you know, I encourage you to just watch the webinar and, and see what I'm talking about. And if it interests you, you know, buy the course and start studying. Start studying. Start realizing how to get your licenses in order. Start start doing what you got to do. Because it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes time to get a pesticide license, especially now in the heat of the season. It's very difficult. You probably don't have time to do it. But you need to know what you need to do and you need to plan it out. So in the down season, you know what you need to do. Right? I have a sign in my pole barn, my shop. It says, in order be to become the 1%, you must do what the other 99% won't. So 99% of you won't click that link. You won't go to the webinar. You won't offer poison ivy remediation services. You won't offer services that provide $200 a man hour. 99% of you won't. The 1% of you that listen to this, you might. You might. Now, 1% of those 1% might actually do it. But I encourage you to at least look at it. Keep an open mind. Okay? So without further ado, that wraps up today of Scratching the Surface. It's been an honor to be your host and pour my heart out into you and serve you in what I can and fill you with motivation fill you with ideas and thoughts that might be, you might be going through the same thing. So hope you guys are doing well. Take care and I'll see you in the next one. God bless.